The following presentation has been prepared by the Video Tax News team for Canadian tax and financial professionals. Program recorded August 23rd, 2021. Enjoy. Welcome to the pre-election September edition of Life in the Tax Lane. Gosh, nobody could have predicted there was going to be an election. Uh, surely the uh, government departments must have predicted it, Joe, from the flurry of activity we saw. No, you're right, Hugh. There's been a number of consultations released on, on very interesting key areas. Uh, Caitlin, I think we should probably start talking about uh, real estate. Holy smokes, we have a very detailed proposal on that national 1% tax on underused, vacant residential property owned by non-residents, non-Canadians, proposed to kick into effect in 2022. The government has also specifically said that this may have a disproportionately large impact on certain communities. And as such, we want uh, thoughts coming from resort communities, tourism centres that may be uh, particularly impacted. Uh, so definitely take a look at this. It's going to be a big one. Wow. Hordes of consults, charitable disbursement quotas. But the one that uh, interested me, just in case we get voted out of being your life in the tax lane presenters, was EI. Do I qualify? Well, they want to talk about life events. Uh, adoption of kids was on their list for that. Uh, are we dealing with seasonal industries appropriately? But probably the big one is during the COVID pandemic, we discovered that the self-employed need to put food on the table when they can't work too. So what about gig workers and the self-employed? Are we going to bring them in? Yeah. And you know what, Hugh, the, the, the final consultation I wanted to mention is the luxury tax one. So you want to buy a vehicle that costs over $100,000 or an airplane or a boat over two fifty? dollars um, Yeah, you're going to have to pay this additional tax on, on it. Uh, and it could be very significant. And some of the things I wanted to just point out here is let's say you have uh, ordered a vehicle um, today and you don't get it till after January 1st. Well, guess what? You're going to still be subject to the tax unless you entered into that written agreement before April 20th you're caught. And also, mm -hmm. if you're buying something for use for commercial purposes, doesn't necessarily mean you're off the hook. You're not going to get hit by this tax. There are special provisions that could get you out, but it's not as simple as I'm using it in my business. So take a look at the consults here. Mm -hmm. Let's shift gears a little bit and talk about working from home. Uh, we had a pretty interesting article released where CRA had reviewed a working from home claim. Now, it wasn't that $2 per day flat rate method. It was a claim based on the actual expenses occurred in respect of or tied to that home office. Now, what type of information and support was CRA asking for? Surprise, surprise, everything that is in their published commentary. But it may be a little bit shocking to people that haven't actually looked at those guides. CRA says we want detailed invoices and receipts. Can I just give them a credit card statement which shows the amount that I paid? No. Bank statements? No. Oh, by the way, if you um, claimed based on the position that, say, your home office was 10% of your home, we want a floor plan to substantiate <laughs> that 10% number. You claimed cell phone expenses. We want the, uh, the detailed breakdown of the use of your cell phone between employment and non-employment uses for both minutes and data. So lots of detailed requests there. Invite Siri to dinner so they can see how big your workspace <laughs> in the home is. Uh, They're not allowed to accept well, the food, though. They can sit there, though. That's true. Okay. Uh, <laughs> you've got to keep it pretty, pretty lousy food if you're going to get away with that. Uh, <laughs> now, what about the guy who just looks at it and goes, that's ridiculous. I'm not giving it to him. 
Well, we had a pretty nasty case come down the pipe from a uh, corporate perspective fairly recently. And what happened here? Well, the audit started, and the fellow who was managing the audit for the business wasn't getting back to CRA very quickly, and he wasn't answering all the questions. And then to solve the problem, he just stopped talking to them at all and uh, mm -hmm. didn't talk to his superiors. Eventually, well, CRA doesn't go away when you ignore them. They reassess. So they reassess. They start auditing a couple of later years. They send out a uh, garnishee notice for the older years to one of the clients. Now someone more senior in the business gets wind of this. Well, first off, the employment of the more junior person was terminated. And then they realize those early years, they're past the deadline for filing formal objection. Oh, but that's okay, because CRL give us an extension, right? Wrong. Now we're in court fighting for the right to object and keep our appeal rights alive. And unfortunately, they lost that case. The judge said, you could have supervised this guy better. You could have gotten involved earlier. You chose to only have one person represent the organization. You're stuck with it. It's not unreasonable for CRA to say, you missed the deadlines, you made your bed, lie in it. Mm -hmm. But don't worry, they only added over $3 million in extra income. Oh my goodness. Well, on that note, if you were that individual that maybe decided to disappear, maybe to a different country, and now you're coming back to the country, uh, there's another question you might have. Well, I have to quarantine for three days in this hotel, very costly. Here's that ineligible medical expense, or what about those mandatory COVID-19 tests before I come to the country? And the short answer to both of them is no. For the, the tests, uh, well, if it was prescribed by an authorized medical practitioner, but most likely that wouldn't be, so out of luck from that perspective too. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about individuals that may be receiving German pensions. Uh, this issue has been around for a while. Just a reminder that that is taxable in Germany. And we've actually received notification from the German tax authorities, letters that are coming out that really um, indicate that they are accelerating uh, collecting collection activities in respect of this German pension amount. So please, if you have clients that are in this, uh, getting these amounts, uh, get your German tax returns in, get those taxes paid. In fact, uh, the German authorities have said, if you don't make an immediate payment of these taxes or set up a payment arrangement, we're going to go and apply to the courts to uh, reduce your future pension payments uh, to cover those arrears amounts and taxes. And further, they said, you know what, if we can't collect that way, we're going to try and use the Canada-German tax treaty to get Canada to collect these taxes and arrears in respect of that German pension. Uh, so, uh, it, you know, game's over. You got you to gotta get that, that amount in with respect to those German taxes. So it's not just CRA that refuses to disappear if you ignore them. Uh, mm -hmm. Bad news for those who have not been dealing with this. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, it being September, the kids are back in school and maybe your kids are a little older and into the new school post-secondary education. You've been salting money away since they were little babies into their registered education savings plans. Now we've got to figure out how to get it out. And we got a pretty good article discussing, uh, don't be misled by the title. It talks about three kids and they all chose different educational paths. So that gives a really good opportunity to talk about a ton of different alternatives for getting the money out. Mm -hmm. Accessing the grants that were paid into that plan over the years pulling out all the investment income, 
what if we don't spend it all before the kids graduate? Uh, lots of good stuff to review and a good article for anyone who's uh, starting to think about pulling that money out. Uh, your first 13 weeks, you're capped on how much income you can pull out, but it'll be 13 weeks before the end of this calendar year. Mm -hmm. Now, the next thing I wanted to talk about is a situation where maybe you're engaging a bunch of independent contractors, but you're paying some of the costs that uh, they're incurring as they're doing their jobs and how there could be a GST, HST issue with that. Here we had a trucking company, independent contractor truckers. They were responsible for the fuel costs, but in order to make sure that everything got delivered and there's no fuel interruption, you gave them fuel cards. You ended up paying for that fuel. And then what you did is you actually reduced the payment to them when they completed the job, but 76 cents per kilometer. That's what it was in this case here. Should you be charging HST on that 76 cents? Well, the court said effectively you should, but you're arguing, I never took control of the fuel. They just bought it, put it in by themselves. Yes, but you were in charge of paying for that fuel and then you resupplied it. You were not an agent for them. Your contract said you're not an agent for them. Therefore, you're on the hook for that. So that could have many mm -hmm. applicable areas. There are many situations where people offer these types of payments. Hugh, mm -hmm. Caitlin? Joe, just another good example that anything outside the box, you've got to check the GST ramifications. A lot of business owners only talk to their accountant once a year. Talk to them when these issues come up so it's not too late. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes it's a little bit gray. Sometimes you have a filing position. But what if you have a, a tax position that you want to take that's really, really pushing the edge? I mean, <laughs> what's the worst that could happen? Well, we got a pretty ugly court case uh, this month uh, that uh, shines a little light on this. We had an individual or a corporation, pardon me, that covered a significant portion of the shareholder's son's wedding costs. What did the CRA do when they saw this? We're going to charge you with tax evasion, a criminal charge uh, for the shareholder as well as the corporation. Uh, so heads up here, it's not just potentially taxes, interest, penalties. It can get a lot worse. And not just saber rattling, Kate. They were convicted, although it's under appeal now. So mm -hmm. hopefully you're having a better day than that. <laughs> The Video Tax News team has been providing Canadian professionals with practical tax information for over 30 years. Subscribe to one of our tax newsletters or join us as we present live and online seminars relating to both personal and corporate tax. For more details, visit www.videotax.com. The preceding information is for general informational purposes only and deals with dynamic, time-sensitive, and complex matters that may not apply to particular facts and circumstances. Information provided should not be relied upon as a substitute for specialized professional advice in connection with any particular matter. For more details, see videotax.com slash disclaimer. Copyright Video Tax News Inc. 2021. All rights reserved. <laughs>